0: Hey friend, hey friend, hey, hey friend How are y'all? I'm Javon and we're back I'm Summer and we are Fielding Ford Yes we are and today we are talking about Layoffs and jobs ending. Because
1: that is what's going on right now.
0: Unfortunately. And at alarming rates, like companies are laying off tens of thousands of people at a time. Now, we talked about
1: before that I had a resume writing business. Mm-hmm. And so I had clients at these big tech companies. And to talk to them before the layoffs, they didn't they didn't know. They've asked their managers and they really didn't know until right. the day of. And because, like places like Microsoft and Amazon and Apple, those people are all across the country. Mm-hmm. May have gotten laid off at 8 a.m. Eastern time, but there's still three more hours before those people get laid off in wow. California. So it was like a ripple effect.
0: Wow. And so, as a an HR professional, I'm always sensitive to when employment ends. It's always been a thing for me because I say to people all the time. If you ever get comfortable firing people, then you really shouldn't be doing it. Mm. Because every single time that you terminate someone, you're impacting their life. Now, let's not get it twisted. I'm the HR person. If I get paid to tell you that you don't have a job anymore, and it comes down to me telling you that you don't have a job so that I can feed my kids, I'm going to tell you that you don't have a job. Okay? Okay. okay. But That's fair. <laughs> but I am still going to put myself in your shoes. I'm going to speak to you in a way that is compassionate and professional because I understand that no matter what has happened, even if it was the employee's own fault, it is still a huge interruption to your life and your livelihood and your family, you know?
1: Yes, and not just layoffs, layoffs, terminations, mm-hmm. uh contracts ending. Yes. All of the above because I didn't get laid off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could call it that, right? She got... Um...
1: I This was like one of my first three or four virtual assistant clients. I was ready to leave my nine to five. I took this job. I thought I was clear about the services I offered. I thought we were in alignment that that's what I was going to offer. That was not the case. Mm-hmm. And I worked for her about 60 days. And she politely called me, and she was just like, yeah, this isn't going to work.
0: So, as we said before, this was right before Christmas.
1: Right before Christmas.
0: So what do you do when you get a phone call like that right before Christmas? You have a child, and you just took this new job. You left a job.
1: I left a job to have a client. Yes. But it was a full-time client, so it still felt like a job. Like I was going to get compensation every two weeks. Mm. You get a big bottle of wine and you go to a friend's <laughs> house and you file for unemployment immediately. Amen. And then you try to figure out what to do. At that point, I was so ready to leave my job. I knew I didn't want another nine to five, mm-hmm. but I knew that meant that I was going to have to make some really tough decisions about what this next phase was going to look like. Right. I have a child, so I can't just like not have a plan. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I did apply for a job, which I was in the process of interviewing for. I don't know if you realize that, but I I had three rounds of interviews. Mm -hmm. And then I had a friend who knew about someone that was looking for someone virtually. Mm -hmm. And so I was applying for both of those while I was packing.
0: Mm -hmm. And where where were you packing to move to?
1: At that point, I had no guarantee that I was going to have money every two weeks or every month to pay rent. I have this kid. And at my big old age, I was moving back into my mother's house with my child because I really wanted this to work.
0: And so I think we have to stop there and put put a pause there because we both had to do that yes. in the journey. And I think it just speaks to you have to be willing to really do some tough things. I have lived in my parents' home as an adult with my two children in my childhood bedroom.
1: In your childhood bedroom.
0: You do what needs to be done as a means to an end and I think for some people they harm themselves more because they're not willing to make that sacrifice. They're not willing and you know and God bless the people who don't have that as an option. Mm-hmm. I do understand that mm-hmm. in some cases that's not an option but just speaking to the, the fact that sometimes you have to make some really really tough decisions but How did that work out for you?
1: Well, I knew that I needed to reduce my risk, i.e. reduce the amount of bills coming in so that I could pursue full-time entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so I moved in, I got my child in school, and I was like, okay, It actually was a catalyst to make sure it worked because Mm if anybody's ever lived with your parents as an adult, love your parents to death, but you're an adult (laughs) and they're an adult and that's their home. We
0: we can't cohabitate. Not for a long time. Mm
1: -hmm. So it really worked well to like, okay, I got to get this together and I got to get out of here. Yes. And what ended up happening is like, I moved out into a three bedroom home with the gated Mm -hmm. community, the yard, cul-de-sac. And it was wonderful.
0: And so it was the largest place you've ever lived.
1: It was the largest place. and It was the highest amount of rent I had ever paid. I did not see that. I'm going from being unemployed Mm -hmm. on unemployment to renting a home Mm -hmm. for my son to play in the backyard and practice soccer.
0: Yes. And so it speaks to the journey and how we have to take chances. And you can't get stuck in the circumstance. Had you gotten stuck in the circumstance of I just lost my job, I don't know what I'm going to do. Some people would sit in and wallow in it. But you were taking action and you were figuring out what to do and that situation was able to turn itself around.
1: And I just want to be transparent that you will get scared. You will be faced with things <laughs> yes that you are going to be like I don't even know if this makes sense. Maybe I should put this on hold, get mm-hmm. steady and then try again. And I just thought about it and I was, I just remembered the feeling of being in the nine to five and all the things that I didn't like about it. And I was like, yeah, that's bad. Moving in with my mom is not great either, but I think I'd rather the latter.
0: You know, I think for, for anybody, fear is natural. It's a natural response and and thought and feeling that we all have and we all we all struggle with at various points in the journey but again that's why having the community and the support and the network having people who've gone before you who have been mm-hmm. through things who can speak to you and say hey the world's not going to come to an end do what you have to do get your plan together be focused cuz we've had those conversations <laughs> you got 6 months pull it together do what you need to do
1: so we're talk we've talked about layoffs which is out of the employee or the person's control right. we've talked about being let go what about when you realize that the situation no longer serves you <laughs>
0: well um you just have to make tough decisions and and that was my experience and my experience it wasn't that I was being terminated it wasn't that things were horrible or anything of the sort I was in the process of building my business had dropped down to a part-time status I had a couple of clients thanks to summer's referrals and I was still on the fence. I was still a little bit afraid. I was still mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to work this and work my plan and pay off some bills and do some things. But the situation really was just no longer serving me. Cause one thing that I'm very clear on is God will make you uncomfortable until you do what you're supposed to do. And you have to take action when he leads you to, hmm. because if you don't, in my experience and my life, I got caught in a cycle for several years because I was just out of alignment but anywho when you get to the point where you just feel like this doesn't work for me anymore it's it's And here's the thing that people have to remember it's not contentious it's it's nothing bad about the other person it's just that you've outgrown a situation that situation just doesn't work for you anymore and I remember my boss called me in and she was asking me questions why isn't this done what about this what about that and I was just sitting there and finally I just said very calmly If what I'm doing is not good enough, then you should just get somebody else to do it. And she looks at me. She's like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? What do you mean? And I was just like, "I, I just can't do it anymore. And so I went home that day. And, you know, it was kind of one of those tense situations like okay i don't know what's going on and she called me the next text me the next morning she's like call me before you go into the office <laughs> so i'm thinking oh i'm about to get fired now because <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what was that attitude that and literally she called me and she says listen i know that you care about me and my business i know you want what's best for me and my business she said but i just think that we have reached the point of business owner to business owner and no longer business owner and employee correct and so overnight literally overnight I became a full-time entrepreneur
1: because she that company essentially became a client she
0: became a client overnight so one day I was on payroll the next day she was the client But again, I wasn't prepared for that. Like that wasn't the plan. Now it was great because ultimately it was a part of what I wanted the plan for my life to be, but I wasn't prepared for it to happen then. And then on top of that, as you remember, the house that I was leasing was being sold And so I was having to move. so weird. And so in addition to that, my sister was having a baby. So Mm -hmm. I was helping with my niece and nephew. And remember,
1: this is just like vaccinations are just coming out. We're just kind of like turning a corner in the pandemic.
0: Yes, so it was still a really crazy time. And then on the flip side, the exciting part of it was I had a corporate contract with a prestigious uh, university.
1: This is why you don't see any social media posts because it's truly the strength of our network.
0: Things just happen. Like, I just got a phone call. Like, hey, would you be interested in doing some professional development sessions? And I'm like, of course I would. And so then I had this corporate contract. So this is also a testament to the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. It's not all great. It's not all bad. But you have the highs and the lows. And you have to take them both. And you really have to condition yourself to be prepared and comfortable to navigate that. And so in the midst of all these things going on and all this uncertainty, I now also have to prepare for... (laughs) delivering this workshop because while you're trying to move while I'm trying to move while all these other things are going on while I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life because this is one contract
1: right that's what say you have other <laughs> clients I have other clients. other clients
0: so you know it was just it was an interesting time and then and we're going into the holiday season going into the holiday season so this is early November I go I conduct the workshop it's great rave reviews that all worked out well and then I'm looking forward to getting the paycheck because it was going to be like a huge payday and the check gets lost in the mail. Because the, the midst check would have been
1: perfect because it's like, okay, you got to move, you got to pay deposits, you got to pay rent. So you got,
0: you've got a lot of money going out. So I'm looking forward to getting this check mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving. And, and because I had
1: worked. In a similar company, I was like, Oh, it's going to take about I was like, Oh, it takes like a month.
0: So I was like, it might check, take for And weeks. the check had actually been mailed, so it should have arrived the week of Thanksgiving, but that was also around the time that I moved. And somewhere in the midst of all of that, the check got lost in the mail.
1: So you do not have that every two week check.
0: I don't have my every two and week check. And your
1: corporate client that has the money mm-hmm. has mailed it to you through the snail mail
0: Mm -hmm. and then you have these other clients and let's also talk about the reality of sometimes your invoices don't get paid on time Mm
1: -hmm. or their or their payment cycle is separate from Mm -hmm.
0: so now you have money that is coming in but you don't have it in hand and so this is why I speak with people about cash flow planning because it's not so much how much money you make but it's making sure that you have it when you need it as well so I didn't actually get that money until the week of Christmas. So if you can imagine the difficulty between November and Christmas and then turned around at the top of January and February it was super slow. Ooh. And I I didn't have money coming in. And I finally said. It's
1: a corporate contract. You can't. They're on break. So you, mm-hmm. there's nothing to build them for.
0: And they and we had plans to have another session, but that wasn't going to be until the top of 2022. So we were just in a holding pattern waiting. And then I had invoices that had not been paid. But then also I had an invoice that I was like, hey, let's just call it quits. Let's not worry about it anymore. Um, and sometimes you have to make those difficult decisions as well. And so it was a tough time, but I remember, and we talked about this. I remember saying, "But things have to change." Like mm-hmm. by the end of the the first quarter, you kept this to, has yes, to change. You said by
1: the, you literally kept saying, <laughs> "This, this has by the end, to end of first change. quarter, this because has to I change. just
0: knew that I couldn't take anymore. There, I was like, I I can't, I can't take anymore. But at the same time, as we mentioned before, I didn't pick up the phone and ask anybody for a job uh-uh, because uh-uh. I was determined that I was going to create this life that I love, that I was going to have this freedom to do this on my own. And it's like, at some point you really have to be radically crazy and believe it in yourself. Like I may not have it all figured out, but I like I can do this.
1: Mm-hmm. And I just remember going to the in-person interviews for the job I was applying for. And I'm really good at interviewing. And that's not, you know, arrogance. Like I was teaching other people how to ace mm-hmm. their interviews and she also
0: has a resume writing course and interview questions if anyone's interested
1: it's literally like the cheat code
0: and you should check out her website for that
1: i legitimately got through the first interview and i did great i did what i always did i got through the second interview and i think it was out of me and another candidate for the Mm -hmm. third interview and i and i'd ask several questions and they're like yes you're going to have to come into the office again (laughs) this is a this is a sticking point for me and i'm just like and i'm looking around like it's still a pandemic or something like that going on out here. It's a panorama. And in the, like I'm dressed, I'm there, I'm at the interview and we're like on question number three. And I was like, I don't want this job. So what am I going to do? And so I just stopped. I took my sparkle away. I took Mm -hmm. like what
0: I normally do to land a job. I'm moving. I have boxes at home. I'm about to move. (laughs) I'm about to move. You know, I think, and I think while our experiences are different, It's the same concept. So if you're a person who has recently been laid off or you're facing a layoff or dealing with some type of job loss or, um, you know, impact to your employment, it's the same strategies. It's the same mindset Mm -hmm. that gets you through it. You have to be willing to bet on yourself. And if you haven't ever considered becoming a virtual professional and working for yourself, you may absolutely have a skill set that can translate. And so, so often, and I guess this is something we can talk about, too. So often people... You associate virtual work just with admin services
1: right and i'm like no we're saying if you notice we say virtual professional a lot because i think a virtual assistant or an admin type role it's very that's very limited and mm-hmm. that's usually that's one set of skills it's a specific set of skills you're answering phones organizing email maybe producing some documents you know calendaring mm-hmm. maybe doing some travel and that's kind of limited. Some people mm-hmm. do throw, throw a little bit of social media in there. We're talking about accounting, finance, HR, operations, technology,
0: mm-hmm. engineering,
1: all event planning, mm-hmm. remote, project management. Remote and in person. Yes. Yes. So we're talking about a full service professional. And that's what made me just sit there and go, I'm just about to fight for this job for something that I already know I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And the other opportunity that, that I had, it was undefined. Mm-hmm. She she couldn't reveal, until she knew who she was hiring, she couldn't reveal the details of what was happening at that company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, That's always
0: a red flag. Mm-hmm,
1: but it ended up working out because I bet on myself. But, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it was, like, questionable. She didn't want to say. And then once she chose me to be this virtual professional to help with this deal it was basically a merging acquisition and so i went overnight from being fired from this person in december to being employed as a virtual professional to a non-profit out of new york for a year
0: but i think you also have to highlight because she's playing it pretty low-key you went from december losing that opportunity planning to move home and when did you take this role
1: I actually took this role and I was still packing I hadn't even left yet
0: okay so you took this role but the part that she left out was it was paying her the most money she's ever made anywhere ever in life
1: ever in life like this they were talking to me as if we're sorry this isn't a lot of money and I was like okay
0: and so here's the other piece that you have to consider when when you think about virtual work is for the New York. Market, market it was low it was low for someone in louisiana we were like "Ooh, they're gonna pay you that much so you and also it, have to consider it opens up the realm of possibilities for you and
1: because now you've positioned yourself as a professional mm-hmm. as a person who has this suite of services they're looking at you differently they're going to treat you differently so i immediately like transitioned into more of this project management role way faster than like we originally talked about. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where the woman that originally hired me was like, I think you can handle this on your own. They don't Mm -hmm. even need me anymore because they're paying her a high number, a dollar amount. And they're paying me. And, and let's let's
0: also highlight that all of you were virtual.
1: Yes, the way they had this set up, it was five of us, mm-hmm. and we all like there was a CFO, a virtual contract CFO, a virtual HR person, a virtual mm-hmm. ED. Mm-hmm. I was just like I was like the operations person. I was mm-hmm. the like catch all for everything else and kind of like traffic control to keep everything going. And that was it. Like we were. That was the crew. Mm-hmm. And then at some point she's like, I mean, you've been doing this with me for several months. You can do this because at this yeah. point it's they're merging, they're merging, they're being acquired. And so as a good business person, we're like, you could save money through this right. merger if you just you don't need both of us.
0: And I think this also speaks to the importance of having business bests is having community. I remember there were things that you encountered that you would go. I have no idea. How to deal with this, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you need to look for this, this, and this. You need to research this. Go to this website. Okay, log into this. You should probably see A, B, C, and D.
1: And you were like, if go check the emails. There mm-hmm. probably an there's probably an email from right. this entity or this person or this
0: company. And I'm like, okay. And so you have to have people in your network that have different skill sets, so where you can pick up the phone and have a good enough relationship where you can pick up the phone at any given time and say, listen, I'm facing this challenge. What should I do? Give me some guidance, you know, because so often people are out here trying to navigate things on their own. Even just the the idea of trying to navigate the landscape of the transition into being a virtual professional or navigating what to do after a layoff. Mm -hmm. You need some support. You need some guidance. You need someone who understands where you are and is ahead of you that can actually give you some guidance on that Even though
1: most of us, and I think you stop anybody on the street, they're really good at Google. Yes. They're really good at Google. So you're like, I could just look that up. That sometimes you don't have time.
0: And sometimes there are additional insights and nuances. And I think we find that a lot with things that we deal with. Like you may Google something and then we'll talk about it. I'm like, yeah, but you also have to be mindful of this, this, and this.
1: And that's also important even when you're working for uh, a client. Yes. And they say that the person or professional that's talking to them said blank. And I go, well... I'm not the professional, but in my research, I have mm-hmm. also seen this. So can can you ask them that and make sure that yes. like you're getting the full description of what they're telling you? Because you, you're 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 repeating to me verbatim what they told you. Right. But I think there's some more color to that.
0: And I think so for anyone who may be considering the transition to becoming a virtual professional, you have a lot more insight and skills and knowledge than you probably realize and I think that was something that we both encountered along the journey mm-hmm. as well it's like oh I didn't realize I knew so much about these things or when you're working one on one with the client you'd be surprised how much you picked up from your jobs or you know different points of your career. you're
1: trying to find a check I was like let me tell you how it works. Yes. I was like this it goes to this department this department I was like mm-hmm. they all have I said they have to click a button remember
0: I kept right. saying they have to so click then a button. I know <laughs> to call this department and I know what questions to ask because you worked in that environment and could say hey they need to do this and so it it just gives you a leg up it gives you some help and again on the surface it looks very random (laughs) that we worked at all these different places and done all of these different things but even like we talked about multi-level marketing companies and things like that it is amazing the skills you pick up that we leverage and use now that we learned from all these seemingly randomly right the
1: technology and just just how business is structured and how business is run
0: because you know at one point I thought I was going to be a spa owner we'll talk about that one day um but that's how I determined that I really loved building and structuring businesses because I was more intrigued by how to set it all up and what systems do you use and all of those things more so than I was the spa itself
1: and I was like Oh, I can structure this in however we want? Okay, I need Mm -hmm. it to be streamlined. I want you to be able to take your hands off of it. I was like, okay, let me go find the technology to help do that.
0: Yes. So, listen, you have a skill set. You do. You have a skill set. You know more than you think you know. (laughs) And So, if you are in a position where you're facing job loss or you've recently lost your job, we just want you to know that all hope is not lost. Mm -mm. Um, There is an opportunity for you to absolutely... Transition your skill set and probably even sometimes in ways you don't think about. Mm-hmm. I speak about too that so often we try to make work difficult or we think work has to be something that we toil at instead of monetizing the thing that we do that naturally. You're
1: just, that you're just naturally good at and you yes. like to do.
0: Because then work doesn't feel like work. And so I've had conversations with people and they'll tell me their business idea and they're telling me the business idea. And I've even done this myself. This is my business idea, this is my plan. But then you start to speak to them about something else and they just light up and you're like, wait, that's your thing. Mm -hmm. So why are you trying to create a business doing this when this is your thing? And people still need that thing. They need that thing. So it's like you need to find what you're passionate about and then figure out how to monetize that. Stop trying to make it difficult and stop trying to be trendy, because sometimes people are trying to ride the wave of like, oh, everybody's making money doing this. But if that's not your thing. You're only going to stay in that so long. I don't care how many posts I see for a social media manager. I am never going to be a social media manager. And I love Canva. I love creating (laughs) posts.
1: I love writing a caption. I will Mm -hmm. never do that.
0: It's like you have to know. You just have to know. As we've talked about before too, there are lots of things that I can do, but that doesn't mean that I want to do them. And so it's also one of those things where you have to go through the process and identify Mm -hmm. what are the things that I want to do at this point in my life. What worked for us 20 years ago
1: that's not going to be a thing
0: I don't want to do that now and you have to get really clear on that
1: because you will fall into a little a little trap that I fell into and I was like oh yeah I can create your website mm-hmm. <laughs> do I create websites all the time yes should I have taken a client to create their website no
0: I, you know learning to say no has also been a very important lesson because sometimes some clients, some contracts, some projects, they're just not the fit for you. Nope. And I've even had clients that have come to me and they say, OK, this is the scope of work that I need. And I'll literally say, well, I'll submit a proposal for this piece and this piece, but I'm not able to provide a proposal for these services. You have to be clear about what it is that you're doing. And the more narrow that scope is, the better. There's narrow somebody, but deep. Yes, narrow. And be good at what you do. Like figure out what that thing is and just ride that wave and be the expert and the best at doing that. And so, again, if you're in a space where I don't know what I'm going to do next, start by figuring out what you really enjoy doing and figure out how to be the best at doing that and monetize that. People are making money doing the most random things these days.
1: What you don't know when you're an employee, when you're a nine to five employee, when you're a one person at a at a company versus there are business owners. And Mm -hmm. when we say business owners, we are not talking about just this person with a hot dog truck outside. Mm -hmm. We're talking about six and seven figure earners like these are most of them are solo. It's because they hadn't even thought about hiring someone. Correct. But they are really good at what they do. And that is it. They need help with everything. Thing else if they're a lawyer they're good at doing that if they're an accountant they're good at doing that That does not mean that they have all parts of their business fixed and figured out and so especially if you have a skill set we have development we have hr mm-hmm. we have marketing we have accounting all of those pieces every business needs but they've been they've been hustling and thugging it out just by
0: themselves well you know And I won't take away from the thunder of what we're talking about today, but that's a whole segue that we'll get into um, at some point in terms of business owners and how you have to make that transition because some of you need to be hiring some support instead of trying to do all these things. i to let you do a
1: solo, a <laughs> so
0: solo we'll, show
1: on that. We'll talk
0: a little bit more about that, and, you know, the mindset of an entrepreneur. And, you know, by default, you kind of fall into doing everything. But
1: we want to say that to say there is space for, everybody. for the skill set that you have. Because I mm-hmm. know, you know, again, we're talking about the fear. Yes. It's the fear of like going into the unknown. Like who's going to hire me to do development
0: when there, are like, there are things that are already set up. But think about it even today. So you also have to consider the pandemic opened up so many lanes that weren't open before people now are doing virtual home design and interior design. There are virtual event planners Mm -hmm. now, you know, so areas that before were not considered lanes for virtual professionals now are in some cases.
1: Remember when I was working for the client and we all, we ever, the team was all just contract workers. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that the young lady She worked at a company and they were all just virtual HR professionals. Mm -hmm. That was the business model.
0: Yes. That was it. And so you have agencies that are built with nothing but virtual professionals. So, again, the possibilities are endless. And I guess the biggest thing that we want people to know is that there is a space for you. There Mm -hmm. is a lane for you. So just know that there's hope. Know that there's something that you can do. There are opportunities to do a little bit of everything um, no matter what your skill set is and you just need guidance and support in figuring out how to package it and market it
1: well I have a question how did you let because again we weren't posting on social media no we were barely (laughs) posting on LinkedIn we were trying to post on LinkedIn that was trying that was probably
0: the most consistent I I bought a small three month social media package with a young lady um, who was offering social media services
1: people pay for anything y'all
0: Listen. And in 2023, my mantra is to make the money to pay for all of the services that bring ease into my life. So if you offer a service that I could use, listen, I'm just out here hustling to make the money to pay you because I'm here's the thing. Here's what you have to understand. People are out here trying to buy their time back. That part. If the pandemic taught us nothing else, people want to enjoy their lives and they want their time back. So I don't care how crazy you think the service is somebody is probably willing to pay for it mm-hmm. if it offers some level of ease and convenience
1: because who's about to pay someone for some
0: meal prep but you were asking me a question i'm sorry you said
1: like how did you how did you let people know so for example for me mm-hmm. i started texting my network and talking to them mm-hmm. messaging them directly in linkedin like hey i'm about to pivot and do this i'm about to offer these services and that's how I got my very first client, because mm-hmm. as soon as I told someone in my network, they looked and found a post and was like, hey, they're looking for someone. Would right. you Do you want me to make the introduction? I'm like, yes.
0: So for me, it was my phone rang. <laughs> but here's but I think that goes back to your professional reputation. My phone rang for an opportunity that was outside of the city that I lived in when there were plenty of other qualified professionals that could have been contacted for that opportunity. But based on the relationship, I had that opportunity. I did do some posting on social media. I had that package with the young lady initially, but then it was just word of mouth and, you know, people referring me to other people. And,
1: but you had to let them know that you were in the
0: market to do that. Yes. So letting people know that I was out there, I did do some posting on my personal page as Mm -hmm. well. The other thing I think was having an openness to taking on some smaller jobs. Now, some of that (laughs) was was a little bit nerve wracking, but But you don't know until you do it. You don't know until you do it. You learn something from that. But again, that becomes another person who recommends you to someone else because Mm -hmm. now they've built a relationship with you and they have knowledge of your work style, your work ethic, your work product, and they can then refer you to someone else
1: so what I'm saying is as soon as you figure out that's the thing you want to do
0: tell people please tell them because you know what that (laughs) interesting so my personal business is going through a pivot this year I was intentional at the top of the year well really at the end of last year Mm -hmm. about seeking out a marketing consultant because one of the things that I said is people either don't know the services that I offer or they're confused by what it is that I do and
1: depending on you know. when they met you and how they know you Correct. they only know you for this one thing
0: yes and so when you're trying to branch out or, or even just when you're trying to really go more narrow mm-hmm. in terms of what you want to do being able to tell the story is important so for me it is very important this year to have the marketing support to tell my story okay so i can have assistance with that because i obviously don't do the best job with it but that is definitely important you know if you need the assistance then definitely get it
1: well that is one of the goals this year yes Um, making it happen i think we'll what's the word what's your words for this year oh
0: so we always choose words for the year we've done that for the last several years this year i have three Mm -hmm. my top word for this year is emerge and what that means to me is for me to make people aware of who i am what i do make sure they understand the level of knowledge and expertise that i'm not new to this i'm true to this i'm 25 years into the game put some respect on my name Um, but emerge is one of my words for this year another word for this year is acquire and so it is very important to me to be successful and then acquire assets and build wealth and legacy to pass on to my children so
1: and then my words are my big word for this year is atomic because mm -hmm. we need to I definitely need to I love atomic habits and I definitely need to hone my discipline
0: Mm.
1: and and get my habits together because i'm very good at a lot of things and i like to pick up things and put them down Mm -hmm. but for to really see the fruit of my labor i need to get into the habit Mm -hmm. and i need to break those down so um atomic and intimate so as Mm -hmm. you're talking about emerging it's it's like you said getting more narrow more focused it's getting more intimate in the type of work i want to do and the audience that i want to serve
0: and probably the word that gives emerge a run for its money. Cause I have three for this year is freedom. Mm-hmm. And everything that I'm doing this year is very intentional in terms of me creating the freedom that I want. And what I have discovered for me is that yes, financial freedom. People talk about that all the time. Yes, we want financial freedom, but for me, the time freedom I found is more important to me. I learned about myself on this journey. I like to control my time.
1: So we're going to tell our business besties that their homework is one, they need to sit down and maybe think about what words are you going
0: to, what are your guiding words for yeah, this year? What are
1: you going to embody this year? And then number two, you need to sit down and see and think about what services, what is it that you would be open and be willing to offer in 2023? If you're thinking if you've been laid off, if you're thinking about doing a pivot, leaving your nine to five, if you're thinking about picking up contract work just to see how this feels. Yes. that I think that'll be your homework
0: and stay tuned because we have more and we have something amazing coming soon so make sure you stay tuned yes. bye y'all
1: bye.